You're listening to episode 27 of the Thriving Mom podcast. We're talking all about values today, but I've got a question for you. Who would you be if you didn't try to meet the motherhood expectations that you never agreed to in the first place? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, gorgeous. Welcome to the episode. I'm so glad you could join me today. Because this topic is something, (laughs) I'm not sure it's going to sit well with everyone, but it's what's been on my heart for a while now. So I want to share anyway. I invite you to be open and listen, and I hope it will spark some conversation. So feel free to send me a DM, send to your mom friends and have a conversation about it because I just want us to chat. So my aim with this podcast is not to tell you what to do. It's more to help you question some of the beliefs that you've come to believe or come to adopt as yours in your womanhood or motherhood. And I really want us to question those beliefs because some of them don't really serve us. And I'm here to help you shake that table and actually decide whether you want to keep participating and believing the things that don't serve you or not. And if you choose not to, then you do something about them. But I will never tell you which direction to take because you know already. So I'm going to ask you the question I asked right at the top of the episode again. Who would you be if you weren't trying to meet all these expectations? Who were you before you tried to become the mom that the world is asking you to become? What kind of mom would you be if you didn't think you had to meet all those expectations? Would you give yourself more grace and compassion Would you take things less or more seriously? Would you be open to showing your child that you're not superwoman and that you don't have it all figured out and that sometimes you mess up and need help too? And you're also not above saying you're sorry. These are all questions that I really want you to think about as we go into this episode because I'm all about changing generations, but sometimes we don't even know what needs to be changed because we don't recognize that we're doing the same things that we said we will never repeat. So I've been chatting with a few women who listen to this podcast. And one thing that I keep hearing is how so many of you are not even sure what you like anymore, or you're not even sure how to make decisions because you're so used to people telling you what to do or just jumping onto Dr. Google to see what is popular opinion. And this is a struggle that many of us face, especially as moms, (laughs) at a time where everyone seems to be an expert on how you should be parenting your child or living your life. So many of us are trying to find our identities as moms, but we're looking outside of ourselves to tell us. So this podcast episode is to call you back home, to bring you back to a place where you need to tune into yourself and what matters to you and your value. Because that's where your power lies. So we're talking about values. Because values 
are the one thing that I find a lot of moms who thrive live by. It's a common thread. And those values determine what actions they take and how they live their lives, how they show up in the world. When you live by your values, life runs a little bit smoother. No matter what's going on, even if it's chaotic, even if things are falling all over the place, you still feel grounded. And that's what thriving is all about. So I'm going to share seven of those values with you today. And I want you to know that I'm by no means an expert. So take what resonates with you, ignore the rest, figure out what works for you as well. But I hope that these seven will spark something within you, give you some ideas that you could be thinking of. So we'll talk about those values first. And then at the end of the episode, I will share how you can figure out what your own values are. So the first value I want to talk about is what matters. So what's important to you? That's the first value. And I know it's not technically a word because it's two sentence, two words. <laughs> but I'm saying that because many of us are yet to decide what's important to us. And because we're yet to decide what's important to us, we find ourselves running ragged and trying to meet all these other expectations. So then we feel stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. That's why I said what matters or what's important. We need to name this. We need to value this. Because when you value what matters, then you're able to make decisions. You're able to figure out other values based on what matters to you. I hope that makes sense. So I want to share this analogy of pebbles, rocks, and sand that's often used in time management. It's pretty much just thinking about a jar. And if you were to use, if you were to fill the jar with rocks, pebbles, and sand, the rocks would be things that are truly important to you, like family, health, relationships. So if we lost everything and only the rocks remained, our lives would still be meaningful. So think about what your own rocks are. And then the pebbles are other things that matter, such as work and school and volunteering. Those are the smaller things. And the sand, it's all the other little things and material possessions that we have. So if you put the sand in the jar first, there's really no room for the rocks and the pebbles. Or if you start with the pebbles first, then some rocks might be left out. A lot of the sand might actually go in, but then your bigger rocks might not have the space to go in. So you always want to start filling that jar with your rocks first and then your pebbles and then you put your sand. And this is how this is applied in life because you want to spend your time and energy on the things that matter, not on the small things because when you spend your time on the small things, you're never going to really have the room for the things that are truly important to you. So number one value is what matters what's important, your big rocks. The second value, sleep. <laughs> I know these are very strange values, but stick with me. I intentionally put sleep next because it still amazes me how many moms struggle with guilt for sleeping. Or on the other side, they barely sleep and they think it's okay. Granted, depending on the season of life that you may be in, sleep may be something that's really difficult to come across and that's fine. And you need to remember to give yourself compassion and grace in that season, knowing that it's not just the time that you're able to catch up on sleep, and that's okay. So if you're in that boat, I send you all my love and well wishes for this season. But for most of us who have no issues 
why aren't we prioritizing sleep? I mean, it's not like we don't know that we need to sleep. It's just some of us can't get ourselves to sleep because we're so busy. Our minds are just running all over the place or we're scrolling through social media or watching Netflix that we forget that we actually need to be resting. So I'm calling you in to prioritize your sleep because sleep impacts your mood. And when you're in a good mood, it really helps you to take better care of yourself, to better go through your day without stress. But when you haven't slept enough, guess what happens? You're cranky, you're easily frustrated, you're snapping at people, you get stressed out really easily. And it's not helpful for you, it's not helpful for the people around you. So I will say here, it's important to have a sleep time routine if that's your thing. And if it's something that's going to help you get into that practice of sleeping well and sleeping on time, then do that. Do whatever you need to get you in the mood to relax and go to bed. Now, I will say that some people, I don't know if this applies to everybody, but sleep patterns do change. For instance, for me in the winter time, because it's always dark, I tend to wake up a little bit earlier than usual because for some reason, my brain just works way better when things are calm, when it's dark. So I tend to be very active at like 4.30 or 5, I'll wake up. Sometimes I don't even need my alarm. And I usually just use that time to study or do some work, which helps because then my family's not awake. And by the time they're awake, I've gotten most of the things I need to do when it comes to my work or writing done. And then I can focus on them. Now in the summertime, that's a little bit different because we live in the north and most days are bright. Like there's some days we don't even see darkness. So those times I tend to wake up a little bit later, like 6.30, 7. Most times my kids will wake up before me and that's okay. But I make it a point to just lean into how my sleep pattern is changing. Obviously, if there are days when I have a, an appointment in the morning, I make sure that I set myself up for success. So I'll set my alarm Make sure I go to bed at the right time so that I get enough sleep and then I wake up and get my day done. So whatever works for you, I would encourage you to try different things out. So do what works for you. Again, sleep is important. I'm not going to beat this horse anymore. (laughs) So the next uh, value I want to talk about is rhythm. Valuing rhythms. I would use routines here, but over the years I've found that so many of us become stuck on the word routines that we make ourselves prisoners of our routines. So I prefer the word rhythm because it feels more manageable and less restrictive. A rhythm is based on tuning into what matters in your season. So again, going back to what really matters, that first value, your big rucks, and then creating strategies to support yourself, then putting those strategies to actions. You get to decide what your rhythm looks like. How do you want your workday to look like? What about your weekends? What about your cleaning rhythm? What does that look like for you? How do you want to feel through your day? Do you have a rhythm for food and eating? When do you make your meals? When do you plan to shop? When do you plan to prep? When do you plan even to order takeout or go through the drive-thru? These are all things that could be a part of your rhythm. Let's say you pick a Monday. On Mondays, we wake up, we have breakfast at home, we have lunch at the office, and when we come home, we make dinner. So that's your rhythm. And then you create strategies to support all of that. Remember that your rhythm is like a transit train. So it's just something that helps you move through the day without feeling tied to a consequence 
or feeling like I should be doing this or I have to do that. It's more like, okay, the train's coming now. It's the breakfast train. What do we do around breakfast time? Everyone needs to brush their teeth. Mom's going to pack the lunch or dad's going to empty the dishwasher, whatever it is. We have strategies around that time so that we can get everyone from that anchor point to the next anchor point of the day. That's pretty much it. So you do your best to take charge and be in charge of your day. But if things don't work out, you're okay. And you're flexible enough to course correct and pivot if needed. Next value is friendships. Now the key here is quality, not quantity. Having a large group of acquaintances is good, it's helpful, but for the most part, you want to focus on a core group of people, especially for the times when you're really struggling. So having that tight-knit quality friend group can help you and provide that safe space to find support, to give support, and help you just boost your immune system and your confidence. Granted, there are a lot of us who like to be isolated by ourselves. I'm one of those people. But it's actually really important for us to value friendships because as we age, you know, it helps with our memories. We've shared good times. We've shared bad times. We've shared everything in between. Those are the memories that we'll hold on to as we get older. So I know we live in a pandemic and there are certain restrictions as to what we can do when it comes to being around people. But that doesn't stop us from checking in virtually with other people. We can call. We can send text messages. We can video chat. There's no limit to what you can do. Just make sure that you show your friends that you value and appreciate them. Because sometimes we miss that as well. (laughs) We're just so good at going and chasing or, or putting out fires. But then we don't remember to tell them how much we value them. So if you have a friend or you have that core group of friends, after you listen to this episode, send them a text message and let them know that you value them. The next value we want to talk about is movement. There's so many benefits with movement, but it's really, really easy for us to ignore this part because (laughs) so many of us have a love-hate relationship when it comes to movement, and that's because of diet culture. So a lot of us, when we think about movement, we start thinking about lifting weights and working out at the gym or going for a run or doing all these things, but none of that really matters. I mean, think about it before gyms and, and weights and all these equipment that we think we need these days before they were invented what did people do people walked people gardened right people swept their floors people cleared the snow these are still ways that we can get active you don't have to go in the gym for your movement to count even going up and down the stairs even just taking a walk around your house it counts the little you can do do that rinse repeat that's all you need The next value is nourishment. I think we can all agree that food is important. I mean, eating is (laughs) probably one of my favorite things to do. And not because I love food that much. It's just because of the memories that I have around food and the experiences I've had when good food was involved. And these are the things that we sometimes don't think about. We think about food as a means to an end. And it doesn't have to be that way. So beyond what's on your plate, how do you nourish yourself? Are you thinking about pleasure? Are you thinking about satisfaction when it comes to your food? What are the things that you love and how are you bringing those into your food? Are you trying out new things if that's your thing? Are you figuring out new ways to cook what you like? 
these are all things that go into making eating an enjoyable experience. But nourishment also goes beyond food. Do you carve out time for your mental health? What about your emotional and spiritual health? Those all matter too. What are your spiritual practices? What are the things that you're doing to take care of your emotional health? These are the things that also help to keep you grounded. So while I, I want you to nourish yourself with food, I also think it's important for you to think about nourishing all these other aspects of your health that we typically don't think about. Those social connections, your mental capacity, your emotional well-being, your spiritual practices, those all matter. And now last but not the least, valuing your alone time. Alone time is not about taking time off and hiding because you're running away from your family, which sometimes is needed, especially if you're yet to have one day when your bathroom session doesn't involve a child, a pet, or perhaps a partner. I'm with you in the trenches, guys. But when I talk about alone moment, I'm talking about moments where you just get alone with your thoughts. You self-reflect. You check in with how you're feeling and what you may be needing. We're so busy, we're always on the go that so many of us miss and forget that we still need to parent ourselves. Yes, no one's going to come ask you these questions. No one's going to come take care of you. So you need to be taking care of yourself. Not just because you want to be able to support your family, but because you deserve to be taken care of. So find some alone time because it'll help you refill your bucket and help you check into your needs so that you're not running all over the place, being pulled in different directions and stressing out. Take a few minutes in the day. Schedule those intentionally and just check in with yourself. Really just sit down with your thoughts. Think about how you showed up for yourself. Think about what you may be needing and then come up with ways to support yourself. That's pretty much it. So those are the seven values. I'll just do a quick recap. Number one, what matters? Number two, sleep. Number three, rhythms. Number four, friendships. Number five, movement. Number six, nourishment. Number seven, alone time. I know they're not your typical values, but trust me, these are things that will help you direct yourself through the day and live your life in a way that matters to you. Now, how do you know what your values are? Think about yourself. What are some words that when you think about yourself, what are the words that come up for you? Think about the people you admire. Think about the times when you feel most fulfilled and happy and proud of yourself. What is it about those moments? What is it about the people that you admire that resonates with you? Think about words that when you say, they feel like they're yours. What does that feel like? There's really no one-size-fits-all approach. Just pick a few and see how that feels. And to know if you believe it, I would encourage you to get silent, say the word out loud to yourself, and pay attention to how your body responds. So if you experience any sort of tightening or constriction, perhaps that value is not something you believe yet, and that's okay. You can work towards adopting that value if it's something you really want. And then just to know if it's something that matters to you, if you say it and you experience any sort of ease and lightness and just, ah, then you know that's it. That's a value for you. Now, I want to say one more thing before I go. You'll notice I didn't talk about valuing yourself. Not because that's a selfish thing to do, which to me, that's never selfish to value yourself. But I believe that all the values that we've talked about today are driven by you. 
So these are the things that ultimately help you prioritize yourself without the pressure of feeling selfish, which so many of us tend to default to. So when you value those values, girl, you're valuing yourself as well. So I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts? Send me a DM on Instagram. I always love chatting with you about these things. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. I'm really curious to know how this episode sits with you. It's very unlike me (laughs) and I'm still just like wondering, but it's what's on my heart to share and I would really love to know what your thoughts are. All right, my friends, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a moment and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? It really helps Apple to know that people are listening and I know you're listening because I get your DMs, but it also helps to put the podcast in front of other moms who might benefit from this message. I really appreciate your support. All right, gorgeous. Until next time, remember to follow your values, let them lead you, and keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.